I just really like this Washington team. Again, at best, we're talking eight seed. I'm talking about overachieving expectations of where we're at. I think that they I think that they make the eight seed this year in the Eastern Conference. If they make the eight seed, I'll give you a hundred dollars. I'll uh, it's that's recorded right now. Write it down. Like, I, I Write will, it down. I will I will tell you this right now. I will give you all one hundred dollars. Done. Done. If that's they make chance. the eight that's seed. also if I'm being honest, just to make it even easier, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the cold open. Feels good to be back. It does. Preparation H feels good on the whole. Mm. Oh, oh, God. That's a, that's a Austin Powers line. Come on now. That's an iconic Austin when he's like, we'll call the plan Preparation, Preparation H. H. <laughs> and Seth Green is like, I think Preparation H feels good on the whole. No, I got it. I got it. I just wanted to clarify. And I recall. That I wasn't just saying that, like, I like to put preparation age. Right. Which is not an untrue statement. It's just, it's just a statement. Look, if you need it, you need it. I think that's the whole point of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Hemorrhoids suck, man. Big time. Adam, they're, they're, it's the worst thing. One it's time. Literally- worst experience of my life. Just this so painful. The VA brought to you by <laughs> hemorrhoids. Not preparation age. No one's paying us anything. <laughs> just by hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm sure, you know, you're probably wondering to yourself, wait, hold on, where's the Keanu content? But not today. The NBA season is coming back. We're back at it again, folks. It's been a fun preseason. We maybe talk about that a little bit, but we're going to talk about the season as a whole, get a couple guesses in there. Ooh, I'm very excited. Let's get into this. Welcome to NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk about shit. Like Preparation H and Austin Powers. I'm your host, Nikki Kiles, a.k.a. Alex Caruso para Fideo. Mm, Ooh, good for a hangover. Like grandma used to make it. And that was the voice of my co-host, my brother, Jay. Hey, everybody. It's me, Jay, a.k.a. DeMar DeFrozen 2. Specifically. This time you can't let it go. <laughs> nice. Good yeah, Adam. Thank you. Good tag. And our other co-host, it's our brethren with less melanin, Tad. Hey, what's up? It's Tad. I don't have an AKA. I'm not going to use the one that I have posted as my screen name because that just feels inappropriate. I so agree. I won't do that. It's a great call. AKA Jalen, suck my dick. Suck my dick. There it is. Damn it. I could. Well, when you when you when you dissented, I couldn't not do it. Like when you agreed with me not doing it, I was like, okay, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's how it gotta work. That's how it works, man. So, so it's it's uh, like that situation where somebody asks you to do a task that you are already planning on doing, and you're like, "Well, okay, now I'm not fucking doing it." <laughs> like it? I get that. I get that. Yep. Um, also, guys, I I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but the return of the NBA season. It is also time for the return of <laughs> the Nikki Kila's random stat quiz. Oh, I love it. We're back. So, thanks to StatMuse, I know that in this day, October 18th, at the time of recording, 1969, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made his NBA debut in a win against the Detroit Pistons, 119-100. Can you tell me how many, spo- how many points did he score? 42. Damn, that's what I was going to guess, you piece of shit. Um, I'm going to go with 41. No, you're both off. You gotta go down a little bit. Thirty-eight. Thirty-seven. Okay, down more than that. <laughs> you said a little bit, bro. Thirty-one. I Thirty-one's close, but not no cigar. Twenty-two. 
Higher than that. Fucking. 29. 25. 29. Damn it. Dad is the winner. Suck it. I don't have anything Damn to give it. to you, but yeah, so <laughs> Kareem Abdul Jabbar, NBA, I'm going to say something that the listeners need to know. Tad kind of knows this already. Nikki is terribly bad at giving clues as to like how far away something is or with the difference in measurement oh, of something. Just like we, uh, <laughs> I went to LA a couple weeks ago to visit Nikki and we were at a restaurant at a bar in Santa Monica and Nikki turns to me and he goes, I don't want to be racist, but there's a, there's a black guy over there. He's pretty tall. And he's, he's definitely athletic. He looks like he might be a basketball player. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like how tall are we talking? He's like, uh, tough to say. Definitely bigger than six foot four. He was far, there, far away. He wasn't that far away. So we proceeded to wait. Eyes. And then the gentleman walks back in the room and Nikki says, there he is. Do you know who that is? And I turn around and it is none other than seven foot center for the Lakers, DeAndre Jordan. And I turned to my brother and I said, hey, brother, he's definitely bigger than six foot four. <laughs> he's definitely bigger than six foot ten. You fucking idiot. I, you know, look, I said he looked very athletic. I was like, he, I was like, he seems like I, I did a, a, at one point think to myself, I want to say freak, like freak athlete looking, but I was like, that might be really fucked up. That's, if it, that's just like some dude. And so I, I couldn't see very well. We were in a ritzy place. Uh, and I will say this. He sat down at a table, sitting down on a normal chair at a table. He was looking me eye to eye as I sat on a high top at the bar. Yep. And I was just like, yep. His torso was that bigger is than that man everybody is at that table. taller than 6'4". I was correct. Nikki uh, is known for underselling things, which is disappointing to everyone except for the women that he's dated. Hey. Ooh, Thank you. That. I can look hold my that. breath for a very long time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's good. Oh, That's good. man. Yeah, squeaky laugh right there. That's good. That <laughs> probably sounds good in people's ears. Uh, uh, let's... Let- <laughs> Let's go uh, over a little bit of uh, the preseason, something we have not talked about. How do we feel about this? I know, again, it's preseason, but how do we feel from that leading into the NBA season? I mean, look, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, WNBA season just finished up, too. Shout out to Chicago Sky, champion, champion team, uh, a 16-16 and 16 champion, which is hard to take. Got to be honest. It's a weird feeling. Six seed, by the way. 500. Yeah, six seed. Anyways. Uh, look, man, we've been talking about it. Like, I've been watching a little bit of preseason here and there. Um, very excited for basketball. Been yearning for it for quite some time now. A lot of, uh, of storylines that I forgot about that recently crept back up into my, into my brain that, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I wa- I dabbled in pre. I watch the- I, this. I do this every year. I watch the beginning of preseason. I'm like, ooh, basketball. And then it's like, yeah, same. Like, uh, yeah, it's preseason. And, like, I just, like, can't. And then I'm just like kind of over it after the first few games. So I, I dabbled in it a little bit. I did not watch a second of WNBA, despite uh, proclaiming that I was going to make uh, a concerted effort to get into it. Uh, but then I just found that like I had better things to do with my time. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't really watch any of it. But uh, shout out to Chicago Sky, you know, bringing the uh, first championship to the city of Chicago since the 2015 uh, Chicago Blackhawks. There may be some like pro rugby team or something that won something but you know nobody's, yeah nobody's, chicago oh, cubs oh, fuck that. i don't give a fuck about the cubs, yeah well so you know I'm what you're that. talking chronological order you piece of shit we're the last champions in this damn city 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I forgot the fucking Cubs. Good God. Just like everybody else. Go away. How dare you. You're fired. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Out. That seems reasonable. I'll just go now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but basketball's back. Like, when you people are listening to this, it's on tonight. It's yeah, on. I mean, it's like, it's tomorrow for us right now, but it's tonight for you guys today. You know? So. Yep, that all made sense. Math checks out. That all made sense. Yeah. Yeah, it did make sense. It made a lot of sense. Well, let's get into talking. Uh, yeah, it um, made sense. I'm what you guys would call a medical doctor, so like, I kind of know these things. Insufferable. Oof, Insufferable. Uh, let's get into talking uh, a little bit of uh, season predictions for Eastern Conference. I want to start off by talking, what team do you think is going to do better than or, like your original thought process or what people are expecting them to do? Do you want one of us to just start? Yeah, sorry, Tad, sorry. I was looking at Tad in my camera without saying a single word, and I was like, this isn't real life. He doesn't yeah. know where I'm looking at. You realize at. that's not how the, that's a, the eye contact doesn't really exist. In, in uh, yeah, hey, I kinda, look, I was man, like, we're, we're you, shaking the rust off. We're back to NBA like to stuff. This? You know. <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't have a preseason because we did Keanu Reeves' podcast, which yeah. Jay hosted. So we're just we're shaking the rust mm-hmm. off. We're getting back into it. It's okay. That's right. It's all right. You're welcome, by the way, yep. for the Keanu Reeves' content. Uh, yeah, <laughs> team that I think is going to overachieve. There are a lot of teams, not a lot of teams, sorry, excuse me, a lot of people that are predicting this team to finish middle to lower middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference, but your boy has your Atlanta Hawks finishing number two in the Eastern Conference. I wow, originally pegged them at number three, but I swapped them. One hell them. of a prediction. I swapped them with Milwaukee. I had Milwaukee two originally. I swapped Atlanta and Milwaukee because I think... Milwaukee is going to have a little bit of fatigue. I'm not saying they're going to like underachieve or underperform, but a little bit of fatigue coming off shortened season, deep finals run. A lot of their series went like a long time. Like it, it's going to take them a little bit. Of, you know, I, I think they'll be fine from like a playoff perspective and, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I think Atlanta takes the next step here. Full season with my boy Nate McMillan running the show. I'm feeling pretty good, man. I, I I'm I'm a big uh, I'm very excited about uh, Atlanta's chances. I said it last year on the podcast. That's a team that could play with anybody. They have the offense. They're not a great defensive team by any stretch. Very middling on the defensive end of the floor. But they have a lot of weapons. They are they are healthy, obviously, to start the season. Uh, I, I think this is their chance. I think they're going to take the next step. Um, I would really, really, really love to see them make uh, the finals this year. I don't think it's going to happen. We'll talk finals predictions later on down the road. But, yeah, I got Atlanta as your, as your two seed in the Eastern Conference. Hmm. Okay. Nice. All right, Jay. What is your uh, over uh, overachieving team for this season? Yeah. So, looking at like just over unders and predictions for this season, um, I think it is. I think it's shocking. No, you know what? Not shocking. Based on their previous season, I guess I understand why. I think the Washington Wizards are going to be really good this year. Like relative to what they've done. In past seasons, I think they're better this year with Spencer Dinwiddie than they are without Russell Westbrook. Now, judging by the look on Tad's face right now, I'm assuming that he is having a similar reaction to how I'm going to react later about the Atlanta Hawks. Is that is my that is my call? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because you said the Wizards, and I was like, where did I put them? And I looked over at my notes, 
And I have them 15. No way. I, I'm telling I you right fucking, now. I'll share my goddamn screen and show oh, I you. I it. literally have them 15. I believe it. So I wasn't I think... laughing at your prediction. That's fine. I was just laughing at like the absurdity of the fact that you said that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, where did I put them? And literally dead fucking laugh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I think that this team oh, is... Oh, really? I couldn't tell that by the but... other things that you were saying. <laughs> I think this team is way deeper than they were last year. I said it when Spencer Dinwiddie signed that I actually thought that was better for the team than Russ overall. I think Russ gave them a nice little pickup towards the end of the season, and he'll do that. He'll give you that kind of like that shot of, of adrenaline that you need to like power through a couple games or through a stretch. I think from a, an overall basketball fit, I like Spencer Dinwiddie. They picked up a bunch of people on that Russell Westbrook trade. They got some real depth. Thomas Bryan is coming back this year. He was a serviceable big man for them. Like dude who can stretch the floor. Um, Daniel Gafford, who came over in the, uh, uh, which trade was that? Was that the Vooch trade? I think Morris Wagner, I think is where he, uh, we traded him. Anywho, Daniel yeah, Gafford, yeah, there was we moved a bunch of people around because that's how we yeah. got Troy Brown too. But nonetheless, like Daniel Gafford only got to play like half the season with that team last year, and was a huge asset to them defensively and on the rebounding end. Um, I just really like this Washington team. Again, at best, we're talking eight seed. I'm talking about overachieving expectations of where we're at. I think that they, I think that they make the eight seed this year in the Eastern Conference. If they make the eight seed, I'll give you a hundred dollars. I'll, I'll, it's that's recorded right now. Write it down. Like, I, I, Write will, it down. I will, I will tell you this right now. I will give you all one hundred dollars. Ton, ton. If that's they make sense. the eight, that's seed. also if I'm being honest, just to make it even easier. That's gonna be the. That's gonna be the cold open. Yeah. You just your bets at the cold open. Hundred percent recorded. We'll always double recorded. It. Double recorded. Yeah. Um, okay. Give me the Wizards playoffs. I. I, I, I'm excited to see Daniel Gafford play for the Wizards, but overall, I don't know if I really think they're going to do great. I don't think they're hitting in the eighth seed. I'm not going to bet because I'm not a betting man. But another team that I think is going to get to the eighth seed, probably the ninth seed, but they are definitely going to overplay, I think, what people are expecting, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that team is going to be doing better than anyone expects. Uh, health once with healthy D'Angelo, Malik Peasley. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, obviously going to be Carl Anthony Towns. I like the fact that Patrick Beverly is on that team. He's their crazy man now. He's the one who'll, like, you know, rile the team up a little bit because they're, you know, let's be honest, it's a team of people who are kind of going to blase at times outside of my man Anthony Edwards. So I think that's the team that's going to go for it. I don't hate that pick. I don't hate that only because Cat had, as we all know, uh he had a rough season last year for personal reasons um you know lost a lot of members of his family due to covid i don't know if you guys have seen pictures of him recently but the dude is fucking yoked he is coming into this season in the best shape he's ever been in uh anthony edwards had a really good rookie campaign um they still have malik beasley on the books um you know d'angelo russell is a net zero i'm not a big fan of his but um and it is what it is they also too like they they were noticeably better after they let go of Ryan Saunders uh, and brought in their new head coach who is now like, and this is one of those rare situations where like in most cases they'll just have the assistant coach take over as an interim coach. They went out and got this dude like right away, brought him in because that was the dude that they wanted. They didn't want to compete with anybody in the off season. And there was a noticeable change in that team. Um, I mean, according to FanDuel's odds for wins, they have them at 35 and a half, 35, 35 and a half. I could. I, I'm not going to say give, that's like a 40 I'm win team. Them, I think that's a little oh, bit I was of a stretch. Giving them 40. I'm giving them 40, which like drops them like nine, maybe 10 seed if it's because the West. But 
I think I think and is the plan tournament again this year? Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes. I think that's they, a permanent I think, fixture, I believe. Now, yeah, I think they fight and don't win, but fight for the, um, uh, yeah, for the the playoffs by getting a nine or ten seed. So you also, think they're going to be a plan? You think they're going to be a plan? I think they make the plan tournament. Wow, because it's yeah, I got it's them at 7, 13, 8, 9, So uh, once again, uh, definitely <laughs> on the opposite side of this predi- <laughs> pr- prediction. Yeah, no hate, no disrespect to your prediction. I just I yeah, that's. I'm just like, wow, you guys are like really high on these teams that I'm like really low on. So, you know. Um, all right. Uh, let's do the exact opposite. What is a team that you expect to underperform this year? And I'm now staring at Jay in my camera. Thanks, dude. Um, I think for me, it's got to be the Knicks. I think the Knicks are due for a regression. Um, I didn't love their offseason. They locked up a bunch of guys that were on the team last year. Derek Rose. Uh, Nerlens Noel, they brought back. Uh, they lost Reggie Bullock. They bring in Evan Fournier. We've seen that before in Orlando, and Boston tried to do the same thing with him that the Knicks are essentially going to try to do with him this year. They make a trade for Kemba, bring him home, um, which is like one of the storylines that I totally forgot. I totally forgot that Kemba Walker was a Nick until recently. I did too uh, until I saw a highlight of him crossing somebody up in a, in a game, and I was like, oh, yeah, they got I Kemba Walker. completely forgot. Completely, completely forgot. Um, I just think there are other, the Eastern conference got stronger this year. Uh, I think some other teams that made additions to their team made themselves stronger. Um, I think the, like the Pacers just by addition, by subtraction with, with losing Nate Bjorkren and bringing in Rick Carlisle, like that, I think puts them right up the the ladder. Atlanta's going to be better this, eh. Atlanta's going to be better this year. I'll talk about them shortly. Um, I think the Celtics will be inter- I'll be interested to see what's going on with the Celtics. I don't know how to feel about them either, but nonetheless, I think the Knicks are I just I just I just think that they're due for a regression this year. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Um yes, I do. I have them I have them firmly at 8. That's why I ask. I I have them at like 7. I think that's like my 7 seed. I'm going like I think, Washington, I think I have them seven New well. York, then I'm probably going Bulls. Uh Hawks, Celtics, Bulls, Hawks, Celtics. So you don't think the Sixers are making it this year? Bucks and Nets, maybe. And Nets, yeah, yeah Bucks, no. Nets. But I still got one more seed. No, the Sixers. No, right? No, you said Washington. Washington's eight. Yep. Knicks seven is Knicks. Bulls six is Bulls. Four is Hawks. Three you just is five, Celtics. Bro. You just get five. I think he doesn't know how to count, oh, man. You know yes, that. I did. Don't five is, five is Hawks. Five is he went from six to four. <laughs> like, we were going to notice. <laughs> Guys, we've talked about this. I'm not good with numbers. Good God. Uh, this would be a mathematician. Yeah, five is That's the Hawks. Five is the Hawks. Then give me Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, Nets. Oh, I guess I don't have the Pacers in there, do I? No Miami? Oh, I know Miami. Oh, boy. I'll yeah. give you mine man, real fast. I'll just East give you mine good. real fast because I got it in front of me. I got Brooklyn. Atlanta, Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, Chicago, Philly, New York. Oh, I like five. that. No Pacers? I like that too. I got Pacers at nine and the Hornets at 10. Mm. The Hornets are an interesting team. That's I right. I was like, you know what? I think so. And then I, I, just to round it out, I got Raptors 11, 
Cavs at 12. And then uh, and it, literally I wrote, who cares, who cares, who cares? And then wrote in the three team names. And I just went Orlando, Detroit, Washington. I have no idea what order those teams are going to finish in, but it's going to be great. somewhere around there. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> who cares, who cares, who cares? That's funny. I like that. Uh, so let's go over Ted. What is the team that you think is underperforming this year? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I uh let me pull that uh, back up here. Um, so for me, the team that I have underperforming this year is the uh, Denver Nuggets at a seven seed in the West. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were doing Eastern Conference first. Well, Nikki did the fucking Timberwolves. Is this is oh, overachieving? Yeah, you did, so I, oh, I did. You did. I'm so sorry. You? you did. You did. That's okay. That's okay. I, I, I thought I we were. In my mind, I, was I wanted to do. I wanted to do three each. I wanted to do Eastern Conference yeah, and Western Conference. Me. Okay. I'm Fair sorry. enough. So let me uh, let me go back. I have the Pacers underachieving at the nine seed in the playoff and play in game. I don't know if that's necessarily underachieving because the East, weirdly enough, is actually pretty good this year. It really is. And like. I just as I was make as I was going through it, I was looking. I was just like, I you know what, I I I don't. I think they're in the bottom. I actually, you and I both, Jay, have Chicago at six. Yeah, I feel and good about that. I think they have an opportunity. I think four, five, six is there's an opportunity for them to finish anywhere. I think it's like they have a lot of new additions, a lot of guys who look pretty good, but a lot of fresh faces uh, in a in yeah. a new place. We'll see how they how they gel. Um, so I I think six is is probably like the safe pick, but I think they could be. I think I think they're firmly in the middle tier of the Eastern Conference now. <clears throat> Very excited. Going to go to a lot more Bulls games this year uh, yeah. than the as zero I went to last season. Uh, <laughs> I did buy a Lonzo Ball jersey. It has not showed up yet, but I did buy a Lonzo Ball jersey, so I'm pretty excited about that. Can White one, it. of course. I saw some like douchey frat kid walking down the street in one, and I was like, oh, I kind of want that. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, I literally just pulled up my phone. I was walking home from the gym, just pulled up my phone and, and pulled the trigger on, on ordering one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Pacers, I think the Pacers are, are just, they're kind of a mess. You know, they fired Nate Bjorken or however the hell you pronounce his name at the end of last season, like new coach. They're, I think they, they're probably going to trade um, Sabonis this year too. Uh, I For me, I'd rather have Miles Turner um, because Sabonis is just such like, a nothing on the defensive end of the ball. Yeah, that's um, true. And I just don't know that they have like the firepower to like compete in what is actually a pretty loaded East, which is funny because this is a huge departure from the last two years where I was very high on the Pacers. Um, and now I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't see where you fit in. Sorry. Um, I just, Miami, I just well, think, on, I just sorry. think like by adding Rick Carlisle alone, who's still one of the best coaches in the NBA, like, I think that's a plus. I, I also mean to add that when I, I realized now I said they fired Nate Bjorken and then didn't finish my thought, which was and hired Rick Carlisle. Yeah. So my mistake. Thank you for pointing that out. I mean, that that, that alone, I think, gives thing. them a plus. The other thing I'll say about Indiana, there's that looming Ben Simmons trade out there. And I don't know that the Sixers are going to get much more in terms of an offer than like Brogdon and TJ Warren. So there is the potential that that team has Ben Simmons before the season is over. Which changes a a lot in the Eastern Conference, I think. Like, I think I think it actually makes the Sixers better overall. Um, and at the same token, like, actually, that probably makes the Pacers worse. Now that I think about it, yeah, I think it makes them worse. It's just a crowded, it's a crowded paint. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I'm, I, feel- I was sitting there being like, You're, "What are they going to do? Trade Sabonis in that scenario?" Because no, Sabonis ain't. They would trade. They would trade Brogdon and TJ Warren probably. And then they trade Sabonis for what? They wouldn't. 
They would keep they'll, Ben Simmons. They'll, they're gonna. They'll, he'll he'll they'll be keep traded. them. He'll be dealt by the deadline. I will. I will take that to the bank. I hope not. But yeah, I don't. You're yeah. The more you, he's the a more good you play, say it. He's a good player, but like two-time All Star. They need the the thing is like Miles Turner is a good offensive player, a serviceable offensive player, and a significant positive on the defensive end. I agree. And where like and you literally flip that for the two yeah. of them. And uh, I like Sabonis. I think he's a good player. He's a good passer. Good shooter. Like he score from pretty much anywhere. That's great. But if I like at some point they got to decide between the two of them. And if I'm, you know, whoever their GM is, I'm keeping Miles Turner. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Nikki, do you want to give us your uh, your the team that you think this is, is overachieving the Eastern Conference? Turn of events. Yeah, you, you I forgot the words. I agree with that to something I said. So that's very exciting for me. I'm going to write it down in my diary later. Yeah, consider it like the preseason where it doesn't really matter until we really get into the pro season in the regular season. Doesn't Um, matter. My team for overachieving in the East, uh, because again, my bad, I forgot about that. Uh, I actually have for overachievers the Hornets. I think the Hornets, I actually think what's going to happen is, here, this is my one through, oh, am I going to screw this up? One through eight, I got, um, one's the Nets. I just don't, I don't think anything's going to happen behind that. Then I got Bucks, Celtics. I got the Hawks at the four. I put Bulls at five. And then I got six is Sixers. Seven is Knicks. Eight is Hornets. Oh, I forgot the Heat. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I did the same thing Jay did. Everybody forgets about the forget Heat, the man. Heat? Okay, push everyone down one except for uh, the Nets, the Bucks. Uh, third, I had the Celtics and the Hawks. He, I put five underneath the Hawks. I think the Hawks are going to have a good season. Um, I think they go up to fifth, and then that would drop Bulls to six, Sixers seven, and Knicks eight, which would make the the Hornets nine. But mm-hmm. I think they only they only won thirty three games last year. I think they're going higher than that. I give them maybe. Maybe 40. I mean, Here's, Fandle's got them at 30, 38 and a half, which seems yeah. interesting. Here's what's I say happen. 40, so there's my over. I think they overachieve. Here's what's going to happen. Hornets are going to be making a, like, looking like potential, like they've got a potential to, uh, you know, make the playoffs. And his airness himself is going to activate himself. <laughs> First player owner. Of all time, <laughs> and uh, since Jackie Moon, and uh, yeah, right, right, uh, and uh, average like still get like fifteen a game at fifty eight. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> catching lobs, deliver, from, deliver from the catching lobs. <laughs> Move over, Miles. I got this. Deliver, deliver ah, the eight yank, seed boom to the good people of Charlotte. I love it. Uh, yeah. Um, and then I guess for my underachiever, then I think my underachiever this year would. I, I also wanted to say the Pacers, but since you said it, I think technically based on what I've put it, I think the the Knicks are going to underachieve a little bit this year. I, I agree on that one too. It's like that you guys one. are siblings or something. I know. It's high five. You said that. I agree with both of those. It's kind of hard because, like the again, it's like the teams you expect. I guess I also think the Sixers are g- going to underachieve this year based on what I put them. I put where them. Did, where did you say you had them? Seventh. I also the have them at seven. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I, that's I, technically I, underachieving. Seven behind yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, by a lot. I mean, right, right now, the Sixers are, according to FanDuel, predicted to win fifteen and a half games. 
It's oh. another team where I could see it going either way. But, but isn't like, it, isn't it Drummond is also on that? Like, yeah, but he's backup center. He looks like shit. Here's the thing. the The thing is, is like you're now very dependent on Joel Embiid, who can't stay healthy. So you're dependent on him playing at an MVP level again this season and staying healthy. And then relying on what Tobias Harris is your second option. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm really realizing cause they won 49 games last year. So that's really going to be a drop off. They're the seven. They won 49 for last year as mm-hmm. the number. Oh, I guess it was a 72 game Four, season. I keep forgetting yeah, 49 and 23. Yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting it was a 72 game season. When you said they won 49 games, I thought you were surprised they won that many. And no, I no, no. That you but they were the number one seed. That's why I was like, wait, what the fuck? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get, I, I get it now. Yeah, I don't know. I I have high hopes for a lot of teams, and because yeah, you forget about the Heat. Like that's a good team. Uh, One thing that's lost in this discussion that we're having right now is like we're talking about a lot of different teams and like a lot of like potential movement for a lot of different teams. This year and last year are, from what I can remember, two of the most like parity driven times in the NBA in in recent, probably in the last twenty years. Yeah. Um, like so, it's uh, yeah, it's a good good time to be an NBA fan. It's a good feeling. What a feeling. Um, all right. What oh, what was the third one we were gonna do? So teams, a team, they, teams a team that you're just, still not sure like, how to feel about. Yeah, we're unsure of. Uh, I think I'll start off with this one. If we're going Eastern Conference here, folks, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Um, it was the team that Jay says the worst, or no, I uh, was gonna do well and. Tad, you have is the worst. I don't know how to feel about the Washington Wizards. I see them and I see pieces. I see things here and there that you're like, yeah, it might work out for them. But overall, I don't think they're going to have a great year. I think they'll probably be like 11th seed, maybe 12th. I mean, that sounds I like you. That, to be that, really good. that to me sounds like they're going to underachieve. Not that you're not sure how to feel about them. Mm, are they? What are they projected to win this year? 35? Mm, uh, 34 okay, and a yeah, half? I would give them, I would give them thirty three, which probably would put them like a, maybe that's ten eleven, but under, still that's underachieving. Yeah, underachieving, but I still don't know how to feel about them. I said there's a chance that they can do good. Not that I'm like it's impossible. I'm not over here like Tad saying they're going to be fifteenth. Yeah, well, that's definitely shit. underachieving. Piece of shit. Piece of that's shit. fine. I've been called worse, so I'm like, eh, not sure. That's my unsure at the moment. Uh, Tad, how about you? What you got? Two teams that I have at four and five in the Eastern Conference, oddly enough, so I clearly feel strongly about these. Miami and Boston. Really don't know. Just Mm. really don't know, and it's a Mm. cop-out taking two teams. Mm. But, like, I've been waiting for Kyle Lowry's game to fall off a cliff for years now, and he still continues to perform at a high level. Um, obviously Miami had some like Tyler hero did not play well last season. Duncan Robinson disappeared for stretches. Um, those are two guys that they're fairly dependent on. Bam obviously wasn't as good as he has still great defensively, but from an offensive perspective, not that great. Obviously they dealt with some weird issues with COVID and like not having a full roster even for like one game, like some weird shit went down last season. So interesting to see how they bounce back from that. Boston added like Al Horford and like a couple other guys, but like Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, that's uh, and like I, I, I don't Dennis Schroeder. I feel like is, I don't know, probably a poor. He's gonna be pressing and playing for a contract, and like I, probably not a great guy to have in the locker room. I feel like yeah. him and Marcus Smart are going to get in a physical altercation too? during the season. No, Fournier's with the Knicks. Um, oh yeah, sorry, he went over to the Knicks. Yeah. So, 
I just I don't know. Like the thing is, like you've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, so like anything is possible. But there's a lot of question marks on that roster, so I have them at fifth. I don't have a ton of conviction in that. I, I think it was just sort of like, meh, this works, so I, I'm sticking them there. So, yeah, Boston is probably my biggest question mark, but Miami is is close behind them. I'm I'm right there with you at Miami. That was one of my teams. The other one was Atlanta. Um, I I I could see this Miami season going like really really well and like like bubble season from two years ago where you're like wow i mean how do we doubt them or just completely completely imploding like a lot of this hinges on to taz point like a healthy Kyle out like not a healthy kyle lowry it's not that he's had injury issues but like a a continually serviceable kyle lowry uh jimmy butler not falling apart tyler hero bouncing back from a really rough sophomore season and also getting production from like i mean look the reality is, is like, we don't know what to expect from Victor Oladipo. He could come back and be like a portion of what Victor Oladipo was pre-injury, or he could come back and be a nothing. If it's the former, we're talking about like a very deep playoff run for this team and a very deep team. If they get nothing from him, I mean, like, if you look at like the crunch time lineup, like this team is potentially leaning pretty heavily on PJ Tucker as like a big man. Like they don't have a lot of big man depth. Like b- besides Bam and PJ Tucker, like they've got... Dwayne Dedman, who's, you know, career backup, and Markeith Morris, who's like, you know, tough guy, like defender, but I just I'm I don't know how to feel about this team yet. I like I said, if we looked at this if we looked at this episode at the end of the season and we looked at the heat season and you told me they were the three seed, I'd be like, that's fair. Yeah, I mean makes sense. I wouldn't be shocked. If you also told me that they didn't make the playoffs, I'd be like, or that they were in the play in, I'd be like, Okay, yeah. So a lot of things went wrong. Like, you know. And the, yeah, they just like, they're very perimeter heavy. They don't have any big men. The one thing I'll say on Atlanta, just like that's kind of my other team is I, last season was amazing. Late season surge, incredible playoff run. Wasn't really a late season surge so much as a mid season surge. Sh- sure. Like as soon as, game. as soon as Nate McMillan comes in, the change of the game for them. Uh, a lot of miles to feed on that team. A lot of young miles to feed. Cam Reddish had like a nice little uh, showing in the playoffs. DeAndre Hunter's now back and healthy. Bogdan's back and healthy. Kevin Herter, John Collins. Gallinari. Like we're talking depth. We're talking don't depth. Don't forget, don't forget Gallinari. Sure. Like we're talking depth. I uh I still have concerns. I don't know. Like I like I I think they're similar to me as Miami as Miami, where it's just like if if at the end of the season you're like, shit, Atlanta's the second best team in the Eastern Conference, I'd be like, yeah, they have a lot of depth. It makes a lot of sense. They're young. They had a deep playoff run. If you were like, so yeah, they're barely holding on. I don't give a shit about Lou Will, but How like, dare you? Come on, bro. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, bro. What are you doing, dude? No. At this not, point, not, like, don't say, come on to Nikki. Come on to you, bro. Lou Will, man. Sweet Lou. <laughs> I don't know, man. Lemon Pepper Lou. I just, I just, there's man, also a part of me that's 27. like, could, could this be like the Trey, like, I'm a bad motherfucker season in the bad way? Like, could he? And also, so like, a li- like literally, I'm bad motherfucker yeah like like exactly because let's also not forget that uh the 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 contact rules are changing this year at least for the first couple yeah, months but of the he season wasn't like a huge exploiter of yes he was oh, he is arguably he the was worst the in the league did, 
Whoa, he's arguably the worst in the league. Like I just wanted to rile egregious, egregious backup move. I mean, exactly. He does that like he does that stop and like oh you bumped into me like that. I think is gonna hurt him this year. Yeah, but he's a guy that can he can get in the paint and score. He's a playmaker for his teammates. Here's the thing, man. They've got a lot of weapons, and here's the thing: they got a lot of weapons, which. All those weapons have the capability, like, you know, obviously if they play well, to take them to what I believe is the promised land. And uh, at the same time, they've got a lot of weapons where if they're like, oh, you know, we kind of need to shake things up, that's a lot of assets to trade and make a big-time splash trade. That I agree with. That I agree with. Yeah, I can see that. All right, let's shift on over. Like, Fievel, let's go west. Uh, I've already... I've already said what my favorite team is. I guess spoiler alert for mine already. Uh, Jay, let's hear from you first. What's the team that you think is overachieving in the West? Um, so when I look at the West, the West also, much like the East, is is very competitive. Uh, it's very top-heavy. If I'm going Western Conference team that I think is going to overachieve this year, um, man, I'm kind of torn. Give me uh give me Utah. Give me Utah. I think Utah is getting disrespected because they have that same narrative like the Bucks where like, well, they're great during the regular season, but they can't win in the playoffs. Guess what? This is a regular season prediction. I think they're gonna be the number one seed again. Okay. I, I, I I'm I'm predicting like fifty six, fifty seven wins for this team. There's a six they were like nearly a sixty win team last year. In a seventeen yeah, seventy two game season. Like they were incredible last year. Yeah, they were great. What was it? What and was I, it? I, they didn't lose anything. And I like a lot of the additions outside of Hassan Whiteside. Like, I think that Rudy Gay addition is great. Um, were they the ones that added Jeff Green or was that Denver? I don't remember. Um, but like that, I like. I think that Rudy Gay addition was like a really under, like low key, solid addition. And they just still have the same guys, man. Like Donovan Mitchell's coming back healthy. Um, I just like that team. I think as far as I think they get a little bit of disrespect because of just like the last two seasons of playoff kerfuffles. But uh, yeah. I feel better about One them. One was like, I mean, two years ago, that bubble, that was... Well, that was rough. And they did the same thing last year. Play. They did the same yeah. thing last year. Like, you know. Um, and also, real quick, Jeff Green got picked up by the Nuggets. Uh, he's on the Nuggets. Oh, uh, Jeff Green. This was oh, fucking stop. great like news Green. in 2010. I like Jeff Green. <laughs> uh, tell I like Jeff you. Green, too. Jeff Green never hurt anybody. Jeff Green is just like... <laughs> I don't know. He just he stinks, man. Like he's not. He's not great. good. Jeff, what does Jeff Green do? do that's it's that's good. Solid, solid small ball center. Solid small ball center. Roll, man. Yeah. Okay. Stretch uh, the floor. Shoots it well. Well, Jay, you took mine. You bastard. Did I? I? Utah. I had Utah <laughs> at number one. So uh, Nikki didn't even tell me it was my turn to go. So I, that's rude of me. But I'm just gonna chime in here because I'm already I talking. I this is a I, look. I I think uh, you know kind of a weird off season for this team. And uh, I think last year, you know, they they overachieved because you know they went to the Western Conference or not the Western Conference final, but the NBA Finals. Phoenix Suns, I got it. The three seed might be overachieved. Ah, there's a lot of stuff that hinges on Chris Paul being healthy. Chris Paul putting together a season like he did last year, which is like his first like fully healthy season in a long, long time. I mean, I know he missed some games, but like by Chris Paul standards, he had a very healthy season. Um, yeah. there's a lot that like could potentially break wrong for them. And, uh, I don't think it's any, like, I don't think it's like a huge stretch to say that they like overachieved a little bit last year. Oh, um, yeah. but, yeah. uh, yeah. So I got I Phoenix at three. I, I have a hard time. The Western conference is just so crowded. Like 
the east the bottom of the eastern conference i have zero faith in right like if 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 the magic are playing the bucks i'm like well i know who's winning this fucking game uh you know and maybe the magic win and surprise some people but like i doubt it um meanwhile like in the west i'm like oh the blazers are playing the clippers that's a fucking must tune in game because like anybody could win that one um so it's kind of hard to uh make a, a definitive you know statement there but I, I i think phoenix probably um i think i've got them them pegged to overachieve um i do have the kings making the playing game so i don't know if that counts Whoa. but i have the, i have the kings firmly at 10 so Whoa. yeah all right wow really there yeah um, i'll just i'll nicky go and then we can well then we can we can we'll read our uh one through 15 after we do the predictions yeah well i was also going to say uh we we're going to cut over now to underachieving yeah, for underachieving, my Western Conference underachieving, and I this Wait, might be. Did blasphemous. you do your overachieving? Oh, because you did Minnesota before. Because I, I yeah, accidentally yeah, yeah, did yeah, yeah, the Timberwolves yeah, yeah. earlier. So the Grizzlies is the team that I choose as the underachievers this year. Interesting. Make your case. I well, I don't know if they've gotten better per se. Is the main reason that I say that because. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. Be I think he's gonna he, him and and John Moran are gonna be great together. Obviously, Stephen Adams. I love Stephen. Obviously, Adams, but he's, what? Obviously, I think been playing well together. You don't think Jaron Jackson Jr. and, and John Moran played together he hasn't in played. the small time? He hasn't played. I know, but in the small time they have played together, I don't know. I like Jaron Jackson, but so I. I, obviously, I don't know about obviously. Jaws, 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 all star this year. Like Jaws, like, I have amazing. Sorry, no. no. What, no, no, no! Can, I want us all to talk in this sort of. Uh, I'm fine with this. I'm okay with a communal talk session here. <laughs> but what I was going to say, session. thank you. What I was going to say is like, just called a discussion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. We need a feeling stick. We need a feeling stick. <laughs> I feel. I feel <laughs> that as much as I love Stephen Adams, him and Valanciunas are pretty. They they do a lot of the same things. I think he's going to get you more bored. I disagree. I think. Really? I think. I think that trade was stupid as fuck. JV was their best, their second best player last year. Steven Adams does only one thing that JV did last year, which is grab rebounds. Otherwise, he does nothing for that team. Yeah, well, I mean, that kind of ends up hurting him, which goes more for mine. Uh, what are they at right now? The, the that that or Jaron Jackson and- gets like the Laurie Markkinen rookie season bump when he was playing next to Robin Lopez. Yeah, there's there's an option for that. I think he's just you know. I think that's what they're banking on is that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be healthy and play well. Uh, and the few times I've seen him play, I, th- I think he's looked good. That's what I'm saying. So, But I don't know if that's going to be enough. And I think ultimately they're predicted to win 41 and a half games. The Grizz- I don't think that they get that. Sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. You You're good. The Grizzlies are a team. They're not my like I'm like they're not my my like I don't know what the fuck to do with this team prediction that we'll we'll do here shortly but they are a team that like I don't fucking know the Grizzlies could go out one night and win a game like 110 to 104 and then the next night get blown out 122 to 76 yep, you know yes. what I mean like I I just like I don't know what to make of this team they don't the problem with the Grizzlies is they don't have an identity are they a tough defensive team are they good offensively it kind of depends on the day and uh they just like there's no real identity to this team now having said that i have them at the nine seed i think they're gonna make the play in tournament i think there's too much talent on that team i am firmly in between the two of you on the the jv steven adams trade uh just because 
uh, Valanciunas just doesn't like. I don't know. He's such a weird player in that, like, he's almost he's he's kind of almost like Sabonis, just not quite as good. But like, he just he gives you nothing defensively. Um, and like, I mean, they've got a handful of offensive weapons. Obviously, um, you know, I don't know. They're just a weird fucking team, man. Like, I really just don't know what the fuck to make of them. And, and I think that weirdness is what's going to just like. Like we said, I mean, it's pretty much just like it's the John Morant show, and then every once in a while, someone else contributes. But I don't know how everything's gonna go. I like I said, I have liked Darren Jackson the little that I've seen him. I ain't seen him that much, so I could be wrong. And I think that there's a good chance that this team wins. Hey, you know what? Under forty-one for sure. You could be wrong, but you could be fucking right too. That's <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate that call. I mean, I. I like. I think that. To Nikki's point, like I don't know they they got substantially better. Um, they got different. They got different. Yeah. They're not better or worse. They but they do have some young guys. I think too. Like Brandon Clark had an amazing rookie season, and then basically was a nothing last year. Nothing. I yeah. I nothing. do think the one thing that may have hurt a little bit, and this wasn't until later in the season, but like they were kind of playing with a lot of different rotations. Like Brandon Clark didn't really get much tick last year. I think he probably sees an uptick in in playing time this year also they got rid of justin justice winslow so like he's not in the fold anymore like you don't have to try to make that work anymore um i like desmond bain um you know shake melton like they've got some pieces on there and you guys know how i feel about john moran like that's my fucking guy but um fucking you know I'm gonna sell this maybe oh, one day. Got you know? the, I got the, I got the playing there. card. I got my rookie yeah. card. Uh, but I still think that's the team that might actually underachieve this season. Um, Jay, let's go over to you. What do you think is underachieving this year? Yeah. Um. This this feels like it's becoming more and more true by the day. New Orleans is gonna be the worst team in the Western Conference this year. I can see that. They I I right. think they. I think New Orleans is an absolute disaster of a franchise right now i i think ironically the valentunas trade is equally as bad for them as it was for memphis i think last year the stephen adams thing clearly didn't work with zion now what i will say is the silver lining for them is we don't know when zion's coming back i mean if you saw if you saw zion in his press conference one, Zion got a I mean, he got surgery so late, so so late in the offseason. Yeah. And that, from what I understand, people didn't even know he was getting surgery. So he gets surgery super late, puts on a fuck ton of weight. He is so big right now. He's so big. He refuses he he refuses to eat the food from the nutritionist that they have. He only eats his mother's cooking. It's a whole thing. I fucking stepped insane. away and I, I'm walked in and you're like, it's he's insane. gaining so much weight. And I was like, we're talking about Zion. It's I didn't crazy, even to... dude. God, that's my, well just, that's just my team. Have the nutritionist give the mom the food and then the mom could be like, I cooked yeah, this. Yeah, I don't think that's how that's going to work, big dog. Uh, you have a mother. You know how that goes. Uh, I think New Orleans is going to be the worst team in the Western Conference this year. That is my prediction. I really do. It's just a mess of a team. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like them. They lost a lot of people. They got nothing in the Lonzo deal. Like, I, I just, I think they are awful. I think they are absolutely just an abomination. I agree. That I don't think they're good. Tad, what you, what you got? I don't think they're going to be good this year, though. Is Zion Williams? Are, are we gonna, no, he's very good. Are we going to say John Kemp? 
NBA comparison? Sean Kemp ate his way out of the league and then did cocaine. But, like, which is weird because, like, most people that do a lot of cocaine are, like, pretty skinny, but Sean Kemp was really fat. So, yeah, I feel good about Zion not doing cocaine. Um, well, yeah, me too, but Sean Kemp also, like, ate his way out of the league. Yes, that I agree with. While fathering, like, 11 children with nine different women, I believe. Yeah, another thing I feel pretty good about with Zion. I I don't think that's going to happen either. He seems like a good kid with a a good uh, head on his shoulder. I really hope, I, I really hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong, but it's alarming. It's alarming the last two seasons for a professional athlete to get that big in an offseason is alarming. It is, it's really concerning. And specifically for a guy who relies on his athleticism the way that he does, it's really concerning. Like, really, really concerning. Sean Kemp. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's a good call. Shit. I was thinking about that the other day. I really hope not. I hope you're wrong. I hope not, too. I, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I, I just like how like I guess I've never obviously, you know, been in the position, but I just I don't understand how sometimes these guys get to this point and then like like you've you've reached the pinnacle, but instead of doing the things that you need to do to be great, like just refuse to do that. I'm not saying that Zion Williamson like does that like doesn't do those things, but like, dude, just eat what they're telling like eat the, the team hired a nutritionist and a chef and all of that shit for you, like it's like, okay, as you guys know, like about two years ago or so, I was fat as shit. And finally, like, I was like, you know what? I got to make some changes. I got my diet under control. I was like working out consistently. And I've lost like 40 fucking pounds. And still to this day, like I've gone home twice in the past like three months. And my mom, like, I love my mom's cooking. She makes all this good food. And I'm like, I can eat like one or two meals that you make. I got to cook for myself. Cause like, I have to eat like I'm, I'm like on this thing and I'm like really focused on doing this. So like, you know, my mom makes some like really good dishes and she made a few of those and like, sure. I like fucking crush some of those, but at the same time, I'm also like going to the grocery store and buying my own food to cook for myself because I'm like, I know that like, if I let myself go off the rails for even a little bit, I will go fully off the rails. Um, and so it's just like, I'm like, dude, I have the self-control as a fucking, 30 year old man who works in software like you're a fucking elite athlete who's dependent on your athleticism like how do you not fucking you know kind of put that together and figure it out but uh anyway uh uh, uh, switch over to your team based on based on food talk and something that zion williamson probably loves i have the denver (laughs) chicken nuggets as my underachieving team uh this season i have them at seven they have i think been firmly pretty much in the upper echelon of the western conference recently but this year i do not see that happening um i just i i don't know there's something i'm just not sold on with this team it's it's sort of like Pacers adjacent like they didn't fire their coach but like they made some moves in the offseason but like what did they really do like not a whole hell of a lot like I just don't I just don't see it I honestly I just I don't see it and uh like I mean seventh seed they're still making they're still firmly in the playoffs and it's the west like anything can happen but I've got them firmly at seven um I just you know I I I don't know like I you're hard pressed you to said- kind of find a team that's going to underachieve in the the West. I think, um, yeah. like my eleven through fifteen, I've got Pelicans, Thunder, Timberwolves, Spurs, Rockets. But much like Jay said, like there is a case to be made that the Pelicans could end up being the worst team in the league. Like I just don't know. But eleven through fifteen are just like really bad teams, and I'm like I'm not sold on on any of these mm-hmm. these teams. So yeah, um, I mean that's kind of it. Like I, I, we've been kind of waiting since the bubble, and I, I realized last year was weird again. So like you know I don't yeah. want to discredit it too much, but like Jamal Murray. 
kind of just seems like we're, you know, last year I was really high on him. I was like, he's going to make the next step. And, uh, he did. I think sort of, he had a statistically better season last year than he did the year prior. Yes. But I thought he was going to launch himself into like MVP candidate, like caliber well, that's, player. Well, that's ridiculous. That's what I, I, I that's what that I know, but that's what happen. I said on the podcast. And I'm realizing yeah, now, I think we're just kind of getting what we're going to get from Jamal Murray. And that's fine. He's very good. But like, he, like they, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. They're a weird team. They're, they're, they're honestly like kind of my most confusing team too. You know, like they're a team that I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Uh, I have a different team for that. So we can talk about that. Well, but like they Go are, over to that one. Well, well before we move on to that, I do okay. want to talk about Denver. Cause I, I don't, I don't disagree. Here's what I'll say. We don't know yet confidently when Jamal Murray's coming back. Um, yeah. Jamal Murray last year, had he not gotten off to a like, god awful slow start he would have been an all-star last year because he picked it up probably in like month two where it's just like oh he's playing like an all-star he's great and he put up like career numbers last year across the board you hate to see it he had the acl injury towards the end of the season which fucking sucks because he was having a really good season they would have had they would have had him for that deep for for like potentially a deep run in the playoffs and like last year was kind of the year with like the lakers hobbling in like had they had jamal murray we might have been talking about denver versus milwaukee in the finals last year like that's real totally which um, is something that i predicted but i just i i see them falling off this year and i also just I'll say this. I don't put any stock into ACL tears or any of that shit anymore. Like modern medicine and all that stuff. Like it's outrageous. But it's like, it's more the- so about at which point at what point in the season it happens where it's just like cool, they're not gonna get him till probably February at best. That's what I just read something about that just the other day. So like that hurts him. However, I think Michael Porter Jr. is gonna make an all star leap this year. I really do. It seems possible. I think He's I mean played, he dude, did play very I well. didn't even realize this till now. Dude shoot is shooting forty three percent from three for his career. Yeah, here's the forty one. I, I think teams are teams teams are going to. I I this is part of the reason that I I think that I'm glad you brought that up actually because I think teams this year are going to say okay, fine, uh, Jokic can beat it. Like let we'll let him try to beat us by himself. And I think that works in the regular season else. though. I think that works in the regular season. Fair. Like I mean, I'll I'll talk about my next team here shortly, but it's a similar narrative for them. Well, let's get into unknowns. Tad, you said that the Nuggets could pretty much be your team. Is there another team that you're not sure of? There are actually two other ones, but I'm going to stick with the one that I originally planned for. Uh, the other one, the other one that I'm not going to talk about is the Warriors. Um, That's mine. But the Lakers, what the fuck, yeah, man? Like what? Like what are the Lakers going to do this year? Like, hmm. I, it, it's it's I have them I have them at four. Um. Just I'll go through my or, oh just pulled out my headphones whoops excuse me <laughs> figure it out man I like to Come swing on. my hands around when I talk and one of them's holding the microphone okay it. so I can only swing one around and I gotta I gotta do double time for both hands <laughs> gotta do double swings I get it uh so Western Conference team by team I've got Utah L A Clippers Phoenix the Lakers uh, Dallas uh, Golden State Denver Portland Grizzlies. Uh, Sacramento, I, I realize I'm doing mascots and cities now. Uh, <laughs> Sacramento, uh, the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Spurs, and the Rockets. And again, 11 through 15 is pretty much interchangeable for me, uh, except for the Rockets, who are firmly the worst team in the league. Um, Wait, where did you have the Clippers? I missed that. Number two. two. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I just... I, you know number how two? I feel, you know how I feel about Paul George, but I don't know. I got know. them at number I, two. I feel Bro, Ka- like... Kawhi's not playing a game this season. Wait, what? Kawhi will not play this season. 
Why not? Where did you he, see that? I thought he was coming. He tore his ACL in the playoffs, guys. He's okay. not playing this year. Kind of forgot oh, about yeah. that. He's literally not going to play a game this year. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Wow. Fuck, that's embarrassing. That hey, either. guys, I do an NBA podcast. <laughs> I was like, two? Two? Their best player is Paul this, George. This is the thing. Because there has been... It's. I feel like. I feel like the gap this year in like the end of the season to now has been so much longer. And there's well, yeah, because so last year we got yeah. like two months, and then we're right back into it. Yeah, I right just kind of. I. I kind of like. I think like I was just over. Like the I was overstimulated by the amount of basketball, in. and I, I just kind of shut my brain off from it. So that's on me. I'll admit that. Like, well, I fuck. even saw recently on Instagram they were like, "Oh, it's the one year anniversary of uh, the the Jimmy Butler game in the fucking finals." But yeah. also, it's two full seasons apart, which I was like, yeah. and I saw it, I was just like, what a, I fucking forgot about that. What a it, weird dude, It was COVID, man. COVID, like, COVID just a. threw off Shut all the balance of, of everything. So, uh, yeah, might need to revise these. But anyway, the Lakers, I don't know what the hell is going to go on with them. Uh, the, you know, like, if this was uh, NBA 2K13, like, you'd have, like, the greatest fucking team of all time assembled. Um it's just hard to say. Like, what are they going to get out of these guys? What are you going to get out of Dwight Howard? What are you going to get out of Carmelo Anthony? What are you going to get out of Rondo? What are you going to get out of Anthony fucking Davis? That guy can't stay healthy. What are you going to get out of LeBron? He hasn't stayed healthy the last two seasons, and that's not a knock on LeBron. The guy's 37 fucking years old. Yeah. Here's the thing. And I was going to get into this a little bit more when we talk about potential MVP. If the Lakers get the one seed and he doesn't miss a ton of time, he's going to win the MVP, and it's going to be a lifetime achievement award. And we'll talk about that more, my thoughts on that more. But the Lakers are a team that could conceivably finish at the one seed, and they could conceivably be playing in the playoff game or the play-in game, play-in tournament, whatever, this season, or they could conceivably be uh, firmly in the middle. I just, I don't, I don't know. They're a hard team. They're like, I, I tend to agree with you because I don't think the Lakers care about the regular season. They don't. They, so, and that's fine. There's that. I do think, however. I don't know that this works in the playoffs, but for the sake of the regular season, like that's kind of why you go get Russ is because you do want to give LeBron a couple games here. You do want to give AD a couple games here. And Russ is still the level of talent that he can win you a couple games. He can take your team on a streak on his back on his own if you kind of clear the lane for him. But he did it for Washington last year. Yeah, I know, and you slandered him all season, and so I'm wondering where this came from and who you are and what you've done with Jay. I still think he's incredibly overrated. Like at this rate, at this point in his career, who I think is he's over, net, net. who is overrating him? I think he's perfectly no. rated. I, I no. don't think anybody. I, I, I think, think more people. Has, I think more people. Perception hate, wise, more people hate on him than like I him. I completely disagree. I think when you look at Russell Westbrook, the public perception of Russell Westbrook is most people love Russell Westbrook. They love him. They overvalue him, and they have bingo. I don't overvalue years, Russell Westbrook, but I don't years. think I don't think any no no no. I dude, based on what I see on social media, I do not think anybody gives this guy his due. He gets ripped all the time. Look, he's not I think the he's not based the on level what you're both saying. Rightfully so. He's getting exactly what he is. You, this he is he is very good in the regular season. He's going to get a fuck ton of triple doubles. He is intense as shit and cares a lot. But then playoffs are going to come through and he's going to make a lot of dumb mistakes. And then they might have to take him out for a moment there and put Rondo in, which is going to really kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is going to do exactly this this season. I will tell you right now what Russell Westbrook is going to do. Russell Westbrook is going to 
put like stuff the box score with rebounds, assists, and points. He is going to have the worst assist to turnover ratio of all starting point guards in the league. He's going to have some very egregious head scratching turnovers. He's going to take some dumb shots, and he's also going to win the team some games because yeah. that's who Russell Westbrook is, and that's what he does, and that's fine. And like to sit there and say that he's overrated is just disingenuous. I just I can't. I'm not. I won't stand. For yeah. it. You know what? I'm out. I'm done. Well, he's very Bye. He's gone. He actually, uh, Jay, he actually walked away, ladies give and us your, uh, He actually, Jay, he actually walked your, away. I tried to get away, and then I realized my headphones, <laughs> your headphones were plugged stuck in. in so. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jay, give us your uh, unsure team. Um, So similar to the narrative that we had on Denver of like pe- teams are going to – and this might also be just a part of like the game plan for this team. I don't know what to think about Dallas. I really don't. Um, They added Re- Reggie Bullock. They bring back Tim Hardaway. Kristaps is still there. Lucas Luka. Kristaps has looked like Kristaps in the preseason. It's preseason, so like, we'll like, see. You know, we'll like, see. Preseason we'll matters see. as much as the fucking points on whose line it is in anyway. But you know, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I think the other thing that I'll say is uh, for the kids listening, that was a cool show in the late nineties yeah. and early two thousand. <laughs> it still is. Still is. I'll have you know. <laughs> um, I think the same way that Rick Carlisle has has the potential to have a very positive impact on the Pacers. Uh, his new replacement, Jason Kidd, I think has a very, very good like opportunity to make a negative impact on this team. I don't know that he's a good coach. He's not. Um, I, he hasn't been anywhere thus far. He's a better coach than he is a person, but that's not really saying a lot. Sure. So fuck Jason yeah. Kidd in case it's unclear of my position on the man um, <clears throat> that I've I've said a number of times on this pod. I'm sorry. I just needed to make sure I got <laughs> yep, that out there. Yep, yep. No, it's part of the narrative. Just I just – I don't know how to feel about this team. Like this – they're likely going to run this team similar to the Serbian national team, which is, or the whatever, not Serbian, Slovakian. Uh, like, it just, it's going to be very Luka, just go off heavy. And I wonder, I don't know. Like, similar to what I was saying about Miami, like, I, you you could tell me that Dallas finishes as a three seed this year in the West, and I'd be like, well, Luka fucking MVP. He did it. You know, he finally did it. Or... It could be Dallas is limping into the playoffs. Like Luca's, of course, doing Luca, but he's got no help. Jalen Brunson's having a bad season. Tim Hardaway's had a down season. Kristaps is doing more Kristaps stuff. Nobody that they brought in really helped. And there we are. Hey, look, I don't know. If Jason Kidd doesn't get a DUI and beat his wife, we'll consider this season an overwhelming <laughs> success. God. Okay. So, you know. Good God. I agree with the hashtag analysis. <laughs> I agree with a lot what you're saying there, Jay. And my team, I would say, I already said it out loud once, but I truly am unsure of the Warriors. They've got some good new pieces, um, but like, how far are those pieces going to move? And when Clay gets back, the shot's not going to change. We know that shot's going to be there. Will his defense stick up? I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I think maybe. I'm, but I'm also, with you on that. Not 100 percent sure on that. That's a team where it, if you tell me. That the Golden State Warriors are number two because I also have the Jazz at number one. They're they are a they are a regular season team. If you tell me that they that the uh, the Warriors ended up at the two seed this year, I'd be like, oh damn, yeah, that's wild stuff. Uh, but they do have a good core, so it makes sense that they were good enough to do that. But if you tell me that they dropped into the nine seed and we're in the playing game again, I'd be like, yeah, no, I could see that. Because like, how how far does the Otto Porter move the needle? Uh, I actually like the auto part. I like move. him. I think he's a good addition. I was going to say, it doesn't how move far it for does me at all? <laughs> move it. No, I do. I I like the auto porter move. Um, 
Andre Iguodala. Yeah, nothing there. Can I just say something real quick? It may seem like Jay and I do like uh, like the undisputed or the first take thing where we just take the opposite <laughs> positions on things. This is organic. None of this is scripted. Jay and I just do yeah. not agree on anything. And no, that is don't. why when we do agree, I always have to point it out because it is so rare <laughs> that like it needs calling attention to. And look, I respect what Jay has to say about a lot of these things. There's a number of them that I don't respect that he says, and that's fine. But like, I just want to be clear that we do not take opposite ends on these things for the sake of the show. It's just how we feel. We we have never once started before we jumped on the podcast and been like, what are you going to say? Okay, cool. I'll say the opposite. Like it's never, it's not Mm -hmm. once, not once. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, I do. I, I agree, Nikki, with like the Warriors. I, I'm not sure yet how to feel about them. I think the way that Steph played last year was unbelievable. What he did for that team, they actually were like a really good defensive team, surprisingly. Uh, Draymond, obviously, a big part of that. Um, second season with Andrew Wiggins. We'll see. He's vaccinated. He's going to play. Um, James Wiseman, we're not sure yet when he's going to come back. He is hurt. Uh, Jordan Poole has been putting up like 25 a game in the preseason, but again, it's the preseason. Um, he's likely going to be starting next to Steph to start the season. But I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think like clay clay's return is going to be, I'm going to be so happy for him. I do, however, have a really hard time seeing him come back as clay because not only did he suffer from an ACL tear, he also suffered from an Achilles tear the season after so it's like you see that and you're just like well that is really like those are two those two injuries combined very alarming and for a guy who doesn't get his shot off with his dribble like he's a guy who runs around screens he kind of like moves around quickly for a guy who can't get his shot off with his dribble it's concerning to me like we're going to get a shell of clay thompson which really sucks and I don't know if he's going to be as good on defense anymore, which is the other thing that really, really separated him as a premier two guard in this league. Yeah. Uh, Remember when he scored like 37 points in a quarter and he took four dribbles? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, I mean, yeah, we, we'll be lucky if we get that again. That'd be wild. Um, I mean, I have right, them at the go. sixth seed based on some things breaking their way. And like, the, sure. you know, like it's uh, like I, I realized, but like the thing is like they're, there is still there is still talent on that roster. They are that's, still a and good team. That's that's where that's, that's where to Nikki's point, two seed is probably extreme. But if they finish as like the four seed in the West, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Hey, real quick, just because we're talking about the Warriors, what were we arguing? Where I said I'd rather have Andrew Wiggins. Who are you? Who? What? what ben the, Simmons. Yeah, I'd rather, still, Andrew, I'd rather. Still have rather Andrew, I'd rather have Andrew Wiggins and Ben Simmons. I'd rather I think have that's crazy. I'm think not going to get into it now because we're like already over an hour in this episode. But yeah. like. I think that's insane. I think that's. Insane. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want a guy that actually plays minutes and can shoot threes, or a locker room I, cancer I, who just I, refuses to show up? I, I think that I'll, is. I'll take the guy well, that hey, hey, hey! He was at practice today. He was in sweatpants <laughs> and on his phone most of the time, but he was in practice. His I also, phone was literally like hanging out of his pocket. I hope that I hope that the first like four games of the season that Ben Simmons plays, he only shoots three pointers. <laughs> like does nothing else. Like but the, shoot uh, three he, he does like that Andrew Bynum uh, practice shot chart when he was <laughs> with the Cavs. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. Love it. Um, let's scoot over to uh, predictions for awards this year. Who do we think is going to be? We'll start uh, rookie of the year. I I got Jalen Green. Yeah, me too. I think just Likewise. like from the just I can see that. because he's just going to get so many shots. Yep, bro. exactly. It's and I think situation. we talked about this. We talked about this during the summer. Like he has a very mature offensive game. 
Like, mm-hmm. very, very mature offensive game. I think that kid's probably going to put up like 20 points, maybe 22 points a game this year. I'm calling it now. Jay, uh, he is going to have uh, a season similar to Tyreek Evans' rookie season with the Boom. Kings. Yes. Um, that is yes. like literally I have that written down in my notes that that I is agree. What, what he is going to do. Um, I agree with you. The thing, I'll, I'll say this about Rookie of the Year. It's such an interesting award because like they don't, nobody takes into account like efficiencies and that kind of thing in today's day and age. It's all like... Did this guy score? He scored 20 points, grabbed five boards, and dished four assists a game. Yeah, I mean, he shot 31% from the floor, but he put up some big numbers on a terrible team. Like, yeah. that, you know, like I think about the year that, like, uh, Michael Carter Williams uh, won, won, and which is, like, just preposterous to think about the fact that he won Rookie <laughs> of the Year. Um, but, like, you know, that's just the, 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 like, the thing there is, like, these guys, like, you know, Michael Carter Williams had a bunch of triple doubles. Yeah, on a fucking terrible Philadelphia team where, like, he was the only option. And yeah. uh, it's kind of a similar situation, but I do agree. I think Jalen Green has a really nice offensive game. I think he's really like their their you know one big option outside of um, outside of like Christian Wood. Uh, I mean, you know, like they're going to be terrible, but he's going to be good, and so like that's why I think yeah. he'll win the award. Yeah, I think the only fun. thing I'd say on that is like I think if there's if there's an opportunity for Cade Cunningham to win, it's because to Tad's point, he does more than score. Like he actually plays defense. He is. They are running the offense through them. Him, he like he's getting other dudes shots. Like similar to how Lamelo won last year. Like Anthony Edwards had a better statistical season, like from a scoring perspective. But Lamelo did more across the board, even though he wasn't a good defensive player, Defender, and yeah. his shooting percentage was horrendous. But he clearly lifted that team up. They were noticeably better and made it to the play-in game all off of his rookie season and off of the way that he plays and that he orchestrates that team. Like if Cade Cunningham's going to win, it's going to be off of a season like that where like Agreed. he's not going to have the highest scoring average, but it's noticeable that like his impact on the Detroit Pistons is going to be noticeable, which I think he has the potential to do. Like he's, he came in as a plus defender from Oklahoma state. He came in as more of a traditional point guard. I haven't seen a lot of him yet. I saw like one summer league game, um, which I liked. I liked what I saw, but I think if, if he's going to win, that's the only other way that we see that I don't know that I see anybody else in this rookie class where I'm like ah maybe Scotty Barnes, that's your dark horse. I don't right there. know, man. I don't know. That Toronto team is like yeah, you don't know. I'm just saying that's he's your dark horse. Like he's yeah. a guy that like it, there's potential there. Like that's the only other one that I see. But like I, I understand your point and I understand your hesitancy there. I'm not saying this is a foregone conclusion or that like he is actually going to make a run. But I could I could see that happening. Fair. Maybe a Jalen sucks, but or Luca Garza. I mean, who Jaylen knows? Sucks. It could be Luca Garza. Garza. Please Ooh. move on to the next category. <laughs> uh, next one, most improved player. Uh, Tad, what you got first? Or no, did you go first? Uh, okay, just go. <laughs> uh, I got Chuma Okiki for your Orlando Magic. Ooh, I like that. I think he's gonna have a big season. He can play. I like four, Chuma. He can play the three. Uh, he can defend all positions on the floor. Uh, I think he's gonna have a season where he averages like 16, 17 a game. Grab some rebounds, play some good defense. He's gonna shoot well from three. And uh, yeah, this is not a homer pick. This is just like I, I think he's gonna have a good season. I like that. Zach Lowe was talking about him on uh, his podcast the other day, and uh, I was like, "Ooh, I'll actually listen to you, Zach Lowe, who I used to really like until he got very sanctimonious and holier than thou, and was like, I know more about basketball than anybody else." But uh, I did listen to that episode just because he I was does. like, "Hey, they're, t- they're." I mean, I know he does, but like, he he's such a prick about it these days. It rubs me the wrong way. Um, I'm like Jay, who rubs me the right way. You know what I'm saying? Bing bong. Uh. This is a popular pick, but I do like it because I didn't really get to talk about this team, but I'm also not sure how to feel about Toronto. Give me OG. 
Give me OG. As I don't hate that player. either. I, I have him on my short list of players. I listed out some players um, before making he's, my. Final he's been decision. a popular. Yes. He's been a popular pick thus far. Um, I, I like OG as a most improved candidate. Um, I can see it. Hold on, I'm also trying to look at my fantasy basketball roster because there's definitely somebody on here. Yeah, I saw I you kicked me out of the league this year. <laughs> had to do it. You I said, mean, I think I changed my roster. I think I changed my lineup. Like you literally said I, it one I, time, dude. Every like every like three or four years. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna play and I'm gonna pay attention. And then every oh year, shit, I just Tad's the guy it. I took over for. Yeah, he did. Oh, so you just replaced Tad with Brown Tad? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, give me, give me that. Yeah, give me OG second. Oh, here's a good one. Second pick is gonna be DeAndre Hunter. Okay, if we're doing Thank second you. picks, my second pick is Tyler Hero. I picked him last year, so hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm right this year. Hopefully you're right this year. Poor guy. I think um, I I think I picked him for six man last year. Just <laughs> poor guy. Well, I got yeah, news I for you. Really fucked that guy up last year. Um, I for um my most improved, also not a home pick. I think Lonzo Ball does a very good step up this year. I think he needs he's trying to prove himself. He got fucking kicked off the Lakers, just shipped off, literally found out over Twitter. Uh, that he was sent to the Pelicans. The Pelicans didn't seem to really know what to do with him. I mean, he's a point guard. I don't know what the fuck the Pelicans were doing with him. It was like, give him the ball, let him run the offense. They were like, I don't know. The Bulls are saying, hey, play defense, run the offense. That stroke doesn't look too bad. It seems like he's starting to hit some his, – his shot doesn't look bad. He's starting to hit some threes. And I think this year he ends up doing a, a great job and helping out the Bulls get to that like five six like just like Tad said four five six the whole year for the Bulls is my thought process, uh, and I think he wins most improved. Right, um, so what you're saying is that Lonzo Ball has a good stroke game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Top stroke game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Got a good stroke. Great stroke. Uh, all right, let's move on to six man of the year. Jay, what you got for six man this year? Um, let's see. Who do I want to go for six man this year? That's a good question. I looked um, up the odds. There's some pretty fun ones on here. Are there? Yeah. Go through the odds. Okay. You uh, plus five hundred Jordan Clarkson, plus eleven Joe Ingles, plus fourteen Kevin Hoyter, uh, plus fourteen Tyrese Halliburton, plus fifteen Derrick Rose, plus sixteen Dora, Goran Dragic, uh, plus eighteen Kobe White, plus two thousand Bobby Portis, plus two thousand Kendrick Nunn. Patty Mills, Terrence Ross, Jalen Brunson, Cameron Payne, Tyler Hero, TJ McConnell, Alex Caruso, Luke Will. Oh T. yeah, Spiegel. you know what? Give and me goes on and on and on and on. Give me, give me Patty Mills. Give me Patty Mills. He's gonna be the first guy off the bench for that team. I mean, assuming Kyrie comes back. Oh yeah, I guess he might also be a starter at this point. He might be that, or they might just like start like Bruce Brown and just put the ball in. It doesn't fucking matter because they have James Harden. They don't need a they true. They don't need a true yeah. point guard. True. Ted. Yeah, give me Patty Mills. So I said <clears throat> it was funny that Jay picked Tyler Hero as a six man of the year last year because <laughs> right here, boom. This, let me explain. He had a weird year last year coming off like what was a really good rookie campaign. He had a weird year. It, it, I think for most second year players, like it's hard enough to like figure out like how to go from like the fatigue and all of that, uh, like from one season to the next, let alone a season where your team made a deep finals run or like made like, I mean, a deep playoff run. I mean, they made the fucking finals. And then to go from the, like that to heading into a shortened season with a shortened off season, all of that stuff. So I think he's in good shape. He's looked good in the preseason based on what I've seen. And 
Here's the thing. Much like Fred Van Vliet from a couple years ago, he just had a kid. He's got that new dad boost. He has no distractions. Everything's good. I have a feeling that Tyler Hero is going to have a resurgent season this year. I say as I'm burping into my microphone, which is weird because <laughs> I have not eaten or drank anything that should be making me burp. Just a pint of <laughs> strawberry ice cream that I ate for dinner. Ooh, ooh, like that. Um, real quick, uh, looking over this, these odds, it's even funnier. Carmelo Anthony's 3,500. Lonnie Walker, fourth, is a 4,500. No. Both of those, really quick, both of those gentlemen are in front of <laughs> Tarvin Bagley. And Rodney Hood. No, Tyler Hero's at 2,500. No, I'm kidding. They actually think that he's got a pretty good chance. To some of these people, it just seems so weird. Buddy Heald's 3,500. They think Buddy Heald and Carmelo Anthony have the exact same chance of winning the sixth man of the year. Isn't, won't Buddy Heald start? Like, I feel like That's that really hinders his uh, ability to think. win uh, sixth man of the year. Yeah, I would Who knows? My pick this year, though, I am going something on this list that's a, a little lower. I think... Bobby Porter does actually win the sixth man of the year. He's just going to come out, do exactly what he needs, be that be that stretch big. Sidebar, Giannis' shots also kind of looking good in the preseason, just preseason. Don't start that. Looking kinda good. Don't start that. I don't I just <laughs> one, just one one for 3 is good enough. Uh one for 2. You know, shoot off that often. Sure. But Bobby Porter on the other hand probably be going like 3 for 6 from 3, maybe 4 for 7. I think he's capable of doing that. He did a very good job with the shot last year. He worked well on the inside. Again, like I said, he was became a stretch big for them. I think this year he steps up just a little bit more in order to get sixth man of the year. My second pick is Derrick Rose because, of course, it always will be. Boom. I would love him to do it one day. Um, is there a player who parlayed like end of season plus strong playoff success into a worse contract than Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis got a two-year, <laughs> like, $9 million deal. Like, he specifically I'm, said he wanted to stay, wanted in, to Milwaukee. stay in Milwaukee. He was like, nah, this was strictly because I want to be in Milwaukee. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. Honorable. It's like, stupid, but it's, it's honorable. It's, yeah, exactly. Like, Look, yeah. man. He Discretion gets, he is the better part of valor. Like, just fucking go on, get your money and run, gonna, you know? He's going to help that team. He lives in Milwaukee, but he will spend most of his time probably in Chicago. He probably knows a bunch of people there. I don't know. I don't know if you guys knew this, but he played in Chicago at one point in his life. Oh. Wild stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think, I think like, yeah, he he stepped up his game, and I think he'll continue that. Sixth man of the year. Let's go over to Defensive Player of the Year. Tad, who you got this year? Draymond Green. Me too. Likewise, <laughs> All right, that was easy. Right. I just don't want to see. I just don't want to see Rudy Gobert win again. No, I don't me know. neither. I just don't want to see it. Yeah. If it's not him, I think uh, if they achieve the way that they should, I think Bam's got a shot at it again. Yeah, but, give uh, me, and give me a Drew Drew Holiday as a sneaky pick. Ooh, oh, I don't Miles Turner. Oh, Miles Turner, I like that too. I, I've obviously seen yeah. Miles Turner's break. He needs the minutes though. That's a big thing. Will he get? The I think minutes? that's it. Mm-hmm. And also, like he's just like very like his his defensive impact is very. Like block heavy. Not to say that Rudy's isn't, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think know, like Draymond I said, Green. I think if the, I think if the Warriors like achieve the way that like they potentially could, like I think it's. Gonna I, be a I thought he had a strong case last year. I like, agree. Genuinely, I mean, I, I, I mean, you guys know where I said last year. Like last year, I was give me Ben Simmons the whole year, and like I was pretty fucking close. I thought he should have won last year. Um, but yeah, I think Draymond had a strong case last year too. Yeah. All right, and let's go for the big one. What do we think is your 2022 NBA MVP? I've got a lot of thoughts here, actually. I wrote down a lot of notes. So if somebody else wants to go first, I that's fine. Jay, go first. Yeah, I'll go, go fast. First. I got mine. Kevin Durant, MVP this year. 
Kevin Durant. Okay, my choice is also Kevin Durant. If I'm being honest, I think they're gonna they're gonna be the one seed. He's gonna play his ass off. They're gonna be like, we kind of have to give it to him. I, Tad, I did like what you said in the thought process of the Lakers doing amazing, giving it to LeBron. I also will say maybe he plays his ass off again, Steph Curry. If they, you know, if if the Warriors get that like four seed, like we've talked about, and Steph Curry plays like he did last year. You can't deny him that because last year he got him to the ninth seed and people were talking about making him the MVP. Not legitimately, but, you know, still. Uh, and Ted? Yeah, so it definitely won't be Giannis again because of voter fatigue no matter what he does. I mean, that's yeah. just the unfortunate reality of it. Although that jump shot's looking clean in the preseason. It looks nice. So, I know it's just preseason. Uh, um, yeah, so for me, I have a short list of four. Um, and this is in no particular order. But Steph Curry... Kevin Durant is also a pick that is high on my list. Um, I don't disagree. I think he probably is the most likely to win it this year, especially if they get the one seed and Kyrie does not play. Uh, and he plays, Kevin Durant plays the way that he did last season. I think there's a good chance now. However, I would not be shocked to see the Nets do something similar to what they did last year and not play him a ton. Um, and basically just kind of like wait for the playoffs, sort of similarly to what they did this year. And like that could potentially hurt his case. Um, and then I have LeBron. Uh, as I mentioned, if the Lakers like get the one seed and like they look really fucking good all year, he doesn't miss a ton of time, uh, and he puts up you know LeBron numbers. I don't think there's any indication that LeBron's numbers are going to take any sort of hit this season. Uh, and then lastly, I think Luca has a shot, but the Mavericks yeah. need to overachieve in a very crowded West. Yeah, I think I think if they get like a top three seed, he's probably MVP. That, and that's my but that's my opinion. Like that's what I mean by overachieve because I have them firmly. Like I have them sitting at five, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're somewhere around five, six, or seven. Um, yeah. If they get in the top three and Luca puts up the numbers that he's put up recently, I do think there is an appetite from the media to give Luca a MVP award. But they also like there has to be that kind of kicker in place. Whereas like with Steph Curry, Steph Curry has an opportunity if the if the Warriors like are finished in the middle of the pack. Luca needs to finish in the upper echelons of the Western Conference this season for him to win it. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Luca could also average like a thirty-nine point near triple double this year and like make it almost impossible to but not totally. And him. if that happens, that's that's obvious. But I I do yeah. think uh, there is like there is some some need like if he doesn't do you know something like that like outlandish numbers and he puts up like numbers that are like yeah these are right on par with like some other players but they finish in the middle of the Western Conference or the bottom of the Western Conference then I just don't see how he wins it but i'd love luca to win it i, I love i love uh slovakian jesus i will he say look this anything like jesus but that's just what i call him uh DraftKings uh mvp odds for 2022 luka Doncic is number one they say he has a 13.93 percent probability I yeah, did, i'm not sure and it goes i did i did Kevin, put 50 dollars on him to win at plus 400 odds so we'll see there you go yeah uh yeah then we got kevin durant joel Embiid, and Giannis antetokounmpo uh are tied for third joel and Giannis are tied for third. it's weird that we're not talking about Embiid when he had like a, an mvp caliber season last year i just don't trust him to stay healthy and i just i don't trust that team to achieve like the way that they you know historically I, like, yeah i think for seasons. me i think for me it's going to be less of an mb thing and more of a i think it's going to be more of a team success related thing yeah that sixers team is which weird. i don't know how that much sixers team yeah, is going to be weird this year um all right let's switch over to the final topic who do we w- think is winning the nba championship this year <sighs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna say eastern conference champions give me oh man give me the bucks again bucks coming out of the east 
Give me Bucks out of the East and out of the West. Oh, man. God. Out of the West, I'm going to go with the Lakers. And then okay. champion, I'm going to go Bucks repeat against the Lakers. Okay. Oh. All right. I mean, hey, that shot does look good. Uh, <clears throat> I am going to go with the uh, probably – like the most uh, outside of the box pick for your Eastern Conference champions and uh, pick the Brooklyn Nets, uh, which nobody could have. <laughs> I, I, I thought don't for think two it, seconds you were going to go Atlanta. I, I don't really think it, did. I don't think anybody's talking uh, that the, the Nets could potentially win the Eastern Conference Finals. So you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> um, no, I think another year to gel under like in, in Steve Nash and James Harden, by all accounts, seem to be like they have a really good uh, relationship and a really good thing going there. I think this is a good opportunity. Steve, Steve Nash in his second year, uh, you know, they, they kept pretty much the core of that roster intact and, uh, they have fucking Kevin Durant and James Harden. Oh yeah, that's right. So <laughs> their team uh, is like, their team is notably better this year than it was last year. Like they're way deeper yeah. this year. Yeah, I agree. They have a bench. Um, so I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see them. I, I wouldn't be shocked by Milwaukee winning the East by any means. Like, I, I don't think that's a bad pick. Like, this is just, you know, I'm going to go with Brooklyn. Um, and the West, I have no fucking clue. So I'm going to pick Utah just because I want them to make it. So Ooh, there's some hard-hitting that. analysis that you come to us for. Hey, that guy Ooh, on NBA yeah. said that uh, Utah's going to win the West because he wants them to win the West. So there you go. Okay, so you got a Jazz Bucks final. I, just, I love Donovan I mean, Mitchell so goddamn much, and I Nets. just Nets. I haven't said. I yeah, just Nets. want. I just want Donovan Mitchell to make the finals. I. I just. I really do. I just. I want. Yeah, that I think for that'd him, be amazing. Man. I love the guy, and of course, my social studies teacher, Mister Ingles. You know, God bless him. Quit teaching. <laughs> put on a pair of high tops and went out and took the NBA by storm. So you know. Hmm. <laughs> so you would have the Nets versus the Nuggets. Uh, uh, the Yaz. Oh goodness. The Utah Yaz. The Yaz. The Utah Yaz. Who you got winning? Give me Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Well, I already spoiled who I was going to say by saying it on accident. I think the Nuggets are actually going to make it to the uh, finals this year. I do. I will say them. I have them at like the fifth seed, but that was before I forgot, like, remembered the uh, whole uh, Kawhi thing. So they'll probably bump up to the fourth seed there for me. Yeah, the and Kawhi thing really a, fucked my Western Conference yeah. prediction, so I, 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 don't I, I understand. Why I, I feel your that. pain. <laughs> I, I mean, Jay, yeah, Jay was like, oh, what's something you forgot? That's the thing I forgot. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. As well as the fact that Rick Carlisle is the coach of the Pacers. Um, but anyways, yeah, I think it be, be, ends up being Nuggets versus Nets, and then I think the Nets end up winning everything. I think the Nets are going to be champions this year. Just seems like, It just seems like it's going to happen. There it is. We did it. And my dark horse is out of nowhere. The Knicks win it all. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, if the Knicks win, <laughs> the pandemic's over. <laughs> New York's back to the, back on top, baby. Uh, bonus question: Who do you guys think is going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Oh God, Tampa. Hold on, let me call Bob. Bob. I don't know that answer. Tampa, Tampa for a third year in a row. I didn't even know that they've won twice in a row. Yes, they have. Wow. Tampa's you know title. No, I'm going to give it to the Knights, the Vegas Knights. Let's go. The Knights. Golden Knights. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche, which will make me sick to my stomach, but, you know, God bless them. So, <laughs> boom. All right. I hate Let's... every other team in the NHL. Like the year that the 
the Blues beat the Bruins in the finals. It was the worst time of my life because I hate the Blues so much that I actively had to root for the Bruins to win, and they didn't win, and that sucked. And just fucking St. Louis, fucking trash city, go smoke meth under the arch. All right, anyway, moving on. And social media. Go ahead, Tad. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at tad.hall. That's T-A-D dot H-A-L-L. You can harass me all you want, but I'll just delete all your message requests because my account is private. Yeah. You can follow me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. I am very much public. You can follow me at Nikki Palooza, also public. You can follow the podcast at NBA Pod. And on TikTok, you can follow at Valley Ghostbusters. All right. Well, it's happening, folks. It's basketball season. It's back. For Jay, for Tad, I've been Nikki. This has been NBA. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye.